breakdown my room is not clean tom's room <laughs> getting it out of the way immediately so like okay so there's this there's this thing that my wife put me on to uh he's this like he's got this big uh social media presence he's this pug named noodle right and i don't know if you know about noodle the pug but noodle the pug is like 15 years old and every morning his owner does like this little small video where he's like okay so does noodle have bones or no bones today so, like, if it's a Bones day, like, he'll pick them up and be like, Noodle, do you have Bones? And he'll, like, stay standing up. And those are, like, your prosperous days. But if it's a no Bones day, he'll just, like, crumble back down into his bed, like, as if he has no Bones, right? So, <laughs> I figure maybe what we'll do is every episode from now on will be, like, is it a clean room or a not clean room day? And if it's yes. a not clean room day, you know that your, your, your outlook is bleak. <laughs> and if it's a clean room day, you know that your outlook is sharp. But speaking of sharp... Uh, seven days from us recording this interview, and I think we're dropping this on Tuesday, so that probably puts us at like uh, three days, right? City with the math. Dude, I'm bad at math, but what I am good at knowing is that our boys in the crease rule are putting out landline in like three days from when this episode drops, and we're looking forward to that so much. And they're here with us to hang with us, Brent, chat flex, a little bit. Yo, hell yeah, man. We're flexing. Look at this. I actually look big today. You do. Dude, this. I look You're swole. Not usually that you guys big, are looking right? swole, dude. Big yeah, swole. Oh, yeah. So big thank, you, thank you guys for being here with us. Repeat guests. We we love it. Uh, so let's just dive right in, man. So I know you guys have been sitting on uh, on this EP for a hot second. Um, so kind of give me some insight. Like like you know what are we expecting? How was the process of getting it all together? And what took uh, what took so long to get it out? Well, we had like, we had <laughs> did it take long? Didn't, I don't know. It didn't take that. Tom's it not a math guy. It was like two weeks. <laughs> it took a while. It was like every two weeks we're putting out songs. Uh, no, like, uh, it, you know, yeah, definitely. We sat on like this pile of songs and these were like the last songs to, to kind of like come into existence. And Brett and I were kind of like, fuck, like, you know, we have a group of songs that sound like this and we have this next group of songs and and then these are the kind of the remaining ones that like definitely have to be a thing and uh <clears throat> that's kind of where we're at with the crease roll now it's kind of like these are the uh I, we call like i'm thinking of it as like a final five before we kind of hunker down and and you know have get to back write more <laughs> yeah have to write more songs yeah. like it's rough but uh yeah yeah this, definitely this is like the the, the pinnacle of of us in the studio taking time and and really fucking you know breaking it down and and deciding you know what works best and at first at first we were just kind of uh you know shooting from the hip and it it worked 
and uh, now, you know, we got to a point where we were like, well, we know it works, but like, can we do a little more? And, and that's where we're at now with landline. So I the, the funny thing is like, these are all the songs that we passed on for two EPs before that. So it was like the last <laughs> songs that were like, we have to record these because these are the only songs we have left. Mm-hmm. But shit. like, but like, <laughs> listen- <laughs> no, but like listening to the demos and stuff, you're like, these are my least favorite songs. And now they're my favorite songs. Yeah. You just don't know until you like do them for real, right? Yeah. So we did them for real, yep. and and then you're like, whoa, like, <laughs> oh, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, these are pretty good, and like, yeah, let's, good job, let's make an EP out of this. <clears throat> yeah. So- you know, it's funny. I, I always I always wonder about that when uh, you know when when bands put out albums and they have like all these B sides. You know, when you see like a band put out a twelve track record and you know they recorded. You know, they demoed twenty five, but recorded sixteen, and you know, like those four that didn't make it onto the record. You know, like, what does the band actually think about them? And, you know, there's always that, like, divisive thing. You know, when you think about, like, the Beatles, right? It's like all the Ringo songs, like, didn't quite make it onto the albums because, you know, all the Ringo songs suck. So, you know, but he's sitting there like, <laughs> oh, man, like, I, I wrote all these great songs and they're never going out on, on a record. But um, it, I think that's that's a cool thing. But I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to to hear them because that is another thing, right? So, like, when you write songs that, like, don't, they kind of sit in the back of your catalog and they don't necessarily make the cut. And all of a sudden, like you revisit them and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like this was a good chorus. Like what, why didn't it like, why didn't it make it, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But awesome, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, so as far as, um, you know, kind of next steps are concerned, I know you said that you're going to kind of hunker down and, and, and start writing. But uh, as far as like these songs that are going to be released on, on landline like have you been playing them out like when you've been gigging have you like played them have you been playing them a lot yeah. all but one i think all but okay. one yeah we cool. haven't um we didn't get a chance to play the last song in the cp it's kind of uh it was kind of more of a you know it fits into the pocket of the ep in like a very emo way got and, it cool. uh, <laughs> our it's sets the, all it's the it. shittiest one yeah it's the yeah. shittiest one <laughs> our sets you know the the fucking riffs and the speed and yeah and uh, we've we've actually uh, tailored our entire set around landline, which has been super sweet. So like four out of five are scattered in the mm-hmm. set, and it, you know they've uh, we've only played was it two shows, Brent, or three or yeah, yeah, two, two shows. shows, and uh, they've we played in Hamilton, Ontario, we played in Barrie, and they actually those those landline songs went over quite well, and we were like we were pretty stoked on that, and. Um, as long as you know the the riffs are loud and we're playing with tons of energy, mm-hmm. people recognize them for what they are. They haven't heard them yet, so that's that's pretty sweet. So people are dancing. Hell yeah! So let's talk about that show real quick because uh, you guys played with a former guest of ours uh, with Rival Town. So yeah. h- how are how are those shows? Was that your first one back or second one back? That was second one back. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, they're sweet, man. Like. It's just so nice to like go and play music. Like the capacities are small and people can't like be around each other or whatever, right? But it's like there's like four other bands on the bill, so like you're playing music to and for the other bands, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're actually like at least able to go and like share your stuff, right? Hell so, yes. It felt pretty damn good. Now Rumor is that you guys are going to be maybe crossing the border with those rival town homies. Maybe rival town, but also like out of time. Uh, yeah, there's a few guys that are. 
I feel like we we have a really good you know conversation rapport with a lot of the American bands that are that are kind of doing something similar. Mm. They're so supportive and so sick, and and we love their tunes. And <coughs> we're now we talk more with American guys as to like how the hell can we get across the border and do stuff yeah. with them. It's tough, but uh, that's kind of where we're at now. And uh, Rival Town, they're they're trying to hit the states next year. I was talking with Bryce from Rival Town. He's he's a he's a pretty sweet dude. And uh, I mean, it'd be amazing, obviously, to have some Canadian support going down. But mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see how it goes, man. Like Not either way, sure. out of time, they're probably gonna yeah. pick us up in Buffalo and carry us all the way down to Florida. And there you go. Us. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're um. They're doing big, you know, they're doing, they're doing great things. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious just for maybe some of our listeners that might not know exactly what goes into the procedure of getting across the border. So when you're a, like a Canadian band and you're trying to get into the States, like what, what about that process is so difficult? America. America. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. America, America's tough, man. Yeah. Especially as, you know, as Canadians, like, uh, Brent and I have both had experiences in the past where we've had working visas for different artists and it's temporary and you have to, you have to stay on top of that paperwork. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first stop, you know, you gotta be either part of AFM or you have a record label kind of repping you and mm-hmm. taking care of your, your credentials. And the worst part is man, like you can't just, you can't just sneak in. You can't just go and pretend that you're doing something different. Cause they'll catch you at some point and then you'll be, you'll be red, you'll be red flagged forever. So yeah, Brent's had, you know, we both had equal experiences dealing with that crap. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's not easy. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to do it the right way for mm-hmm. once and uh, go to Europe. Yeah. Go to Europe. <laughs> go to Europe. <laughs> and then uh, get picked up by out of time. <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> yeah. And not have to bring gear and, Maybe yeah. we will pretend. Maybe we'll just be like, "Hey, we're going to a Florida Panthers game," or we'll lie about something. And there you go. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. We're doing it the right way now. <laughs> it's no, really man. tough. It's really yeah. tough. And I all remember we the to do is play. You know. So. Yeah, of course. The drummer for Dead and Divine. I hope this doesn't get them in trouble. But like a long time ago, the drummer couldn't get across the border, so he laid in like a mic stand case in the back of the trailer. <laughs> And they brought him in and he worked and came back, Incredible. went back in the case and all the way through. Wow. <laughs> you guys remember Dead and Divine? I remember Dead and Divine, yeah. They mm-hmm. were like the iconic. They were so of all sick. time. Best band yeah. of all time. We loved we yeah. loved Dead and Divine. That's so funny. I, I like that's like literally something like you see like you would see on like an episode of like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 100%. Like <laughs> Mac or, or Charlie. Charlie. Probably Wayne Charlie, because Charlie yeah, hates to travel, Charlie. right? Yeah. So you'd have to like ether him and fucking knock his ass out <laughs> Charlie's like, I'm, not get, I'm not gonna get in the case you can't put me in the case and then max like they just like or uh what's his face gives him a needle's like oh and then he just like lays <coughs> yeah i mean yeah. And they get across that's, the border that's I mean, you could you could absolutely sell that episode yeah. sell that episode that's fantastic that i'm sorry for yelling i'm just like i'm a huge sunny i'm always i'm an always sunny fan so yeah uh, always sunny is fantastic someone was telling me about some show i forget the name of it of course and like this isn't gonna make for good content because i don't remember it Tom, but they were like well, let's just talk about great. things that we see <laughs> tom's bedroom never feel bad about your content tom <coughs> feel bad about your bedroom Listen. COVID coughing. no man and you know what the best thing is it's not even it's not COVID coughing. <laughs> i've had a cough for like i've had a cough for like years 
It's just since, years. Since I'm COVID pro- started? No, like yes. way before that. <laughs> like like way before that. <laughs> like, like I'm sure I'm sure like COVID like has exacerbated it. I'm sure like I probably have had like COVID numerous times. I mean, as you can see by the state of my bedroom, I'm I'm patient zero. The He's about to drink from like a barks root beer. <laughs> Barks, no, it's Barks. It's water. It's not real. But Barks has bite. <laughs> it has bite. Yeah, man, I'm, the, I'm the same way though. I'm I'm always fucking coughing up. I don't know if it's sawdust or something, but I'm always caught in some. It, and I worry because I do it in public, and I don't really care. I'm, I'm I, trying yeah. to be good about it, but I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I at this point, like. You know, like when people start giving me dirty looks, I just kind of like shrug my shoulders. I'm just like, well, like, you know, if you if you think that like you're gonna survive this, like next to me, you know, <laughs> you'll be okay. Trust me. No, <coughs> cool. Anyway, so still still <laughs> I'm not gonna stop coughing. I'm not. Hell yeah. <coughs> Maybe you take this one, Mikey. Yeah, he he doesn't even want to do, like, the courtesy (laughs) thing of, like, turning his mic off like a professional would. I can't even do it. Like, how do I even... You can turn your mic off? That's sick. I'll just unplug it. But then, like... No, there's, like, a little button at the bottom that you just could press the little microphone button. I feel like I'm teaching fourth grade again. All right, hold on. Let me... All right. Look at the microphone button. It looks like a microphone. (laughs) Just see if that works. Does that work? Have you tried a fisherman's friend? It's like, why are we? Oh, you know what? I probably, I probably could off. use a fisherman's friend, man. There you I go, use... some honey lozenges. Do yeah, you guys I love those fisherman friends. Drive those in you. <laughs> okay, next question. All right, so let let let's talk a little landline. So hell yeah, one of the singles. Ed was honest. I need to know the story. What is up with, the... like, first of all, who's Ed? What what was he honest about? Like, <laughs> can you still tell me, me the whole story? Can you still yep. hear me? Okay, great. Okay, all right. Okay, so Toronto, Toronto uh, is known for its landmarks, just like other iconic cities in the U.S. Like uh, you go to Philly, you go to Pittsburgh. There's lots of places where you're like, "Yo, you got to go to this place," and 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 Honest Ed's was uh, like a, a an absolute landmark. Uh, Blue and Young, yeah, for years and years and years. Uh, uh, Ed, the guy who ran it, used to give out turkeys to the poor, and he ran this department store. That was kind of like a Walmart, but one franchise. And it was it was literally one way in and one way out, and it was like glamorous lights everywhere. He owned the whole corner. His family owned the corner, etc. You go in. There's odds and ends. There's there's clothing. There's there's knives. There's forks. There's deodorant. There's uh, fuck. There's everything, man. And it was hilarious for people to go to because, like, as like a young Torontonian, like in your like early twenties, you're like, what the fuck? Like, let's go in here and see if we can grab like some frying pans or something. And uh, it, it was became super useful when you when you fucked up. Like if you if you had a night where you totally fucked up, and you might have had like the best conversation ever with a partner, um, and you realize that you guys both like you know maybe you guys hooked up, and you realize like that was a terrible idea, but you're both being super polite with each other, and you wanna you wanna kind of like carry that on into the morning and find a way to kind of let let it dissipate like realize like hey it's time to go home um honest as was like a really good place to go for two people who had a regrettable hookup. <laughs> and- hold on hold on you compare this place to a walmart so you're basically saying like the morning it's- after take her take 
your significant to, whatever to a Walmart. It's so yeah. much cooler than Walmart. It's like it's so much cooler than Walmart. It's like a discount store. It was founded in like the nineteen forties. Yeah, so sick and like one of a kind. And you walk in and they have fucking everything. And there's only one. It's like IKEA with one path through, so you get lost. And like you, if you turn around, you're t- you're running to people. The coolest part about it is like this song was literally based off of this time where. I, I I thought someone was just going to be my friend. Turned out to be more than it was. And we were extremely polite to each other. The next morning, we grabbed some coffee. And it was just like, you know, everything was blurry. And you're dizzy. And you're like, oh, Honest Ed's. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. And you go to Honest Ed's. And this person's never been there. And I'm like, fuck, I've been here so many times. Because I'm like, I always need a frying pan. And it turned into one of those <laughs> sayings where, um, you know, there's only one way in, one way out. And, uh chance that i had a great opportunity there to maybe like exit the hangout because that person got intercepted by another person that was totally into them and then i got out okay and it, i'll never forget like those days where honest as was just such a landmark for for so many people who are like maybe lower income musicians um whatever it was cool local place to go with <laughs> regrettable one night stands <laughs> or just friends or your partners or your whatever and uh, it's gone now so now it's just a giant condo so it was kind of a it was a homage to one of the most iconic places in toronto ever to exist and uh that's why i wrote the song because i can only think about the times where you know i was with cool chicks that maybe didn't like me as much as i like them and <laughs> they wanted to bail on me <laughs> whatever it's all so- good you're also saying that you could basically write a song about anything because Dude. you also wrote a song about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Kyle, pretty embarrassing. And, and a three-way uh, stop. <laughs> so yeah. like, He's you, got a beautiful you, mind, this one. Yeah. No. Just it's, love writing songs about very insignificant things. It sucks because, like, I, you know, I, I see all these sick bands out there and they're, like, they're writing these, like, super provocative lyrics, like, I found you like tiger <laughs> to my heart. And I'm like, how do they think of these things? And then I'm like, there's a three way stop kind of bum in And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I'm the idiot and no one's the idiot. All songs are great. I just have, you know, that way of doing it. And I'm just glad that I have friends around me that are into recording. I'm like, uh, if it, you know, if it weren't for Brent, I'd probably still be sitting on a curb, like playing my acoustic all alone, and no one wants to fucking do these songs with me. So, thanks, Brent. He's very good at coming up with like literal, like actual literal songs where it's like nothing in it is made up, which is like that was the big thing of why I wanted to join the band was because like you're just writing real shit. Like let's just play real music. That's so much cooler than singing about whatever right oh yeah and but then like you know the on the other side of that coin too is that you know like there there's some some real like poignancy and just like writing like real real shit that isn't bathed in like you know metaphors and all this like you know similes and buzzwords big language and all that stuff like don't get me wrong like at the drive-in is like one of my favorite bands but like if you ever just like like took like any song like even one arm scissor you're just like what the <laughs> fuck is he talking about like like He's talking uh, about pcp yeah. yeah for sure and then like and then then the mars volta 
got even weirder because you were like, even what weirder. the fuck is he talking about? Oh, he's still talking and about is this whole PCB. shit in Spanish? This whole shit's in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about PCP every in Spanish song, now. Every yeah. song is about PCP. Dude, so and, I think. It's been a while since I said this word, but you just said it. Was, is it poignant? Poignant? Poignant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. poignant. So Sam. <laughs> Sam Guyana, like I was talking to Guyana, uh, one, of the better, one of the better mixing engineers I've ever met. We were chatting and I was like, and he was like, hey, man, like, you know, it's done here. Mix ones. And I was like, you know, like after working through these, like, what was your favorite? He's like, I like this song, which is Tiguan, which is part of the EP. And he's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just, it's just the most poignant, poignant, poignant. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you said it. I, I actually don't know how to say it still. And I know a lot of words. I just don't know that word that well. But he, and I, and I was like, I appreciate Tom, you saying that from your bedroom. With your yeah. sheets not with your sheets not done. Just because I have a great vocabulary doesn't mean I have any ounce of cooch in me. The biggest I'm... geniuses like Steve Jobs, his bed looked like that. Guaranteed uh, his bed always always looked like that. Guaranteed. You're a fucking beauty, buddy. Don't ever fucking don't ever discount yourself. You know, but yeah, well, listen. Don't ever change your shit. No. One little one little thing I want to say, like Tony Hawk sat in the folder for so long and uh my some of my friends listen to it and they're like this is dumb and like they weren't they didn't say it was dumb they said it in their own polite words they're like oh great like this sounds like a song and i was like this i just said to myself like this this like story is a song and i swear to fucking god it's a song and the only person the only fucking person to be like dude this is the best this is the best song uh, was brent Brent's like, this is the best song. We're recording it. Like, and we're doing I, it. I passed on it originally. At originally, he's listening to it again. He's like, we're recording it. And then we recorded it. And it is to date our highest stream song. And it's our best song. It's yeah. our best song. And and I was just thinking. We'll I'm never thinking write anything better than that. Finally. I'm like, finally. Someone listened. Like, I was like, fuck. You know? But, you know, look. the Nobody genius to me. The genius of, of, of THPS2 is like, probably like less in like the lyrical content and just more in like the the melody that you're singing i mean like that's truly like you could have put any words in there like you could have just like said nonsense and gibberish words god but, like, damn it tom are you serious <laughs> i mean like you didn't know that <laughs> but like there's that's no one the in thing. here with me but i looked for someone to, to, to reinforce me <laughs> but like th- th- that's like the killer thing man like if you can write like a good chorus that you can like whistle or hum it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Like what, like, like if it, like, yeah, like if it, you know, catchy is catchy. Exactly. Catchy is catchy. If the lyrics are like on point, but that's the thing with pop music, right? Like most pop music, like the lyrics are just like awful. They're like derivative and they're just like, you know, whatever this is going to be. But the fact is there are so many songwriters and producers that are like, all right, we're going to write like the best melody that like, won't like, we'll play it on the radio 20 times. And then like, everybody's just going to have that melody in their head. So if you could do that, which you guys have done with some wholesome lyrics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Wholesome. And I mean, but also like for me, and it's a song about fucking Tony Hawk too, which is like the best game ever, you know, it's just like, it's like, I remember, like, I remember like playing it for, um, I think I had the like they did a port on the Dreamcast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah, man. I think they did, and and At that's and that's where I, I I played it first. Even though like I had a PlayStation, but uh, I never got into Tony Hawk until a little bit later. But when I did, I had it for the Dreamcast, and I remember just playing it like over and over and over again. And then those those soundtracks, man. I mean, like 
you know, undeniable, undeniable. I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. I think that was the one that had Mill and Colin and Lagwagon, right? Like, oh yeah, Number that two. introduced introduced me to like this the whole like fat wreck epitaph like you know late 90s early 2000s like skate punk stuff where like yeah you know i was like oh no yeah it really is and like and and still like bands like that like they don't always get their due you know like your mill and collins and your and your strung outs and your lag wagons and all that stuff but like you know without those bands i mean like you know like half of like the the fast punk wouldn't yeah exactly like that's 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 what most of this band is like there's there's a ton of you know there's a ton of modern and there's a ton of mm-hmm. like there's some emo and there's some whatever but like most of the stuff just is is derivative of of that and, mm-hmm. and it's strange it's strange i don't like to corner us but like there's yeah. just so much emotion from that mm-hmm. era that era yeah and like yeah man yeah all you got to do is you know write a song about a video game and and <laughs> add a breakup to it yeah but, you think those yeah, bands yeah. are getting residuals from those from the probably. re-release? <laughs> probably not, eh? Oh, so, probably, uh, when, eh? Like from the new, the new, no. I, I'm, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I have it, like I have the PS4 release, like, and I played it a bunch, but I haven't. I, I don't think I noticed like the soundtrack as much. I don't think I really like paid attention to it. I'm sure it's the same bands on it. Maybe they're getting residuals, but like I don't know. I'm kind of interested. I would be interested to know how that works. So I hope they when were. we had uh, what's his name from from Goldfinger on, he oh, said, "Darren, yeah, Darren, you that, and Darren Pfeiffer on this, dude. We're oh, the number one alternative music hockey podcast. One Darren's, of one. Darren's coconut ass. <laughs> Darren Pfeiffer's a beauty. He, he yeah. used to he used to he used to be on uh, Edge One Hundred Two in Toronto." Or oh, awesome, Indy eighty eight or Edge. He was a he was he was broadcasting for a while. I'm like, that's the dude from Goldfinger. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> he, he said that when he uh was approached to to add a Superman to that soundtrack, that they were the only band that like really pushed back and like made it so that they were getting residuals from like the game. Hell Where yeah. all the other bands were just like, yo, just give us that one time payment, whatever. Like yeah. they were like, no, we we want we yeah, want to keep getting, bucks. yeah, Fuck like keep getting paid. Yeah. They deserve they deserve it more than any band though. Like that was when I used to play that game, I would go in the menu and I would turn off all the songs, but Goldfinger, but, but Goldfinger. Would that and just play on, re- on repeat? Every downhill jam, man. And you know what the best thing about this is, right? So I fell in love with those Lagwagon and Melancholin songs so much, so much that. Even to this day, when I hear the song, like if I put on like Penny Bridge Pioneers and I'm listening to No Cigar, I instinctively start hearing the countdown beeps beep. in the song. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, uh, where did where did it come in the Millencon song? It was uh, I think it was the as soon as he does like the and I won't waste like the second time the chorus comes on, it's just like and, beep, beep, beep. Beep. And, and then it's just like I can't hear it. Without those beeps, like it's yeah. just like, and the same thing with last and yeah. tick attack and yep. stuff. Two yeah. minutes is all you got, and the same same deal with May 16 by by Lagwagon. It's like that oh same God. spot, same spot. I would be like, oh, here come the beeps. So yeah, these but, songs, like that's how big it is. You say May 16th, you say no cigar, you say yep. Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Superman <clears throat> was the first one though, right? Superman was yeah. on the first one. Yep. So Superman like highlighted that, and then there, but like if you number two, number two. The Blood <coughs> Brothers. Oh, number one had uh, Bad Religion. Yeah. Uh, you. They did. 
Yeah, that was huge. So those two mm-hmm. kind of highlighted that. But like, yeah, Blood Brothers, fucking May 16th, fucking No Cigar. Mm-hmm. And then like I could go on. I could probably sing the songs start to finish. I kind of forget some of the titles, but. I know yeah, Power Man 5000, I think, was on Tony oh Hawk Skater 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, uh, this is what it's like when worlds collide. Fly. Are you ready to go? Cause I'm ready yep. to go. Yep. The WWF song. Baby, yep. Baby, and then I think, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it was two or three, but I know CKY was on one of them. For, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was it. That was number th- <laughs> I'm just doing the. Just so, naming songs and doing yeah. guitar parts. So, yo, kill, <laughs> Welcome kill, to the pod. Kill switch engaged. <laughs> Killswitch Engage, when they released um, uh, Daylight Dies, mm-hmm. their third album, I lo- I'm a huge Killswitch fan. They made this YouTube video of just Howard <laughs> and Adam D. And they're like, we're going to go through all 10 songs with you right now. Um, and we're going to name them. And we're going to s- tell you what they sound like. And then like, um, <laughs> and then Adam would be like, number one, Daylight Dies. And then he'd be like, and then Howard would be like, and they would just do the two of them. And I'm just like, why don't we do that for Landline? Like, it'd you be so funny. You absolutely should. I, I lo- Adam E, man, is just like, He's so I could, funny. you just, you like put that guy like anywhere and I could just have a blast watching him for, for hours. And it's, it's really funny because, <clears throat> so, you know, like being a little bit of a wrestling nerd, there was like this indie wrestler that like used uh, the end of heartache, like when he was on the indies. CM and Punk, then, bro. Well, CM, C- Punk. CM Punk did. I'm talking about um, uh, Roderick Strong, if you know who. who oh, Roderick, Roderick Strong. Yeah, yeah, Roddy. Yeah. And Roddy also used a Misery Signal song, actually, too, which was a super no. cool. No. Yeah. really? And then and when we had Sick. Jesse when we had Jesse on, I was like, hey, man, can I, like, ask you about, like, how that happened? And he was like, oh, I wasn't in the band at that point. And I was like, damn it. Like, I would have le- loved that. But anyways, like, Kill Switch is such, like, like and the end of Heartache is just such, like, a, like, like a recognizable song when Roddy signed with WWE, the first theme they gave him was just literally like a carbon copy without vocals of like the end of heartache. Really? It was just like, it literally was the end of heartache and it's a sick song, but it literally just like was the end of what heartache. Was it? Like was all it their, like, all their it? songs are the same. Uh, how, okay. All right. So I can probably sing it to you. It went like, it went like, doosh, <laughs> And it's got this like you know tappy part in it where it's like like it's got but, all of the, the but it kill wasn't things that you hit. It no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't kill switch. No, they're, like, they're named CFOs. They make all the WWE themes. Oh, it's yeah. a stock song. Yeah, it was a song that just like they made. Then they were just like, <laughs> "Hey, what song do you want?" And Roddy was probably like, "I don't know. Can you make it like Kill Switch?" And they were like, "You got it, man. Let's go." And they did. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's so dope. But All the songs like, sound the same now. I find. Yeah, but that's like the last. Yeah, and they just had that. They just had that cool video where, uh, um, I, they had that song that like Howard is also in. Like they brought Howard back on for a feature. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so I love that kind of stuff, man. I really do. Um, so now the whole late the jet the Jesse Jesse Leach. Yeah, all, mm-hmm. all the singers in every band are named Jesse Jesse yeah. Leach, and then right. Howard. They brought him back for a song, and yep. Kill switch is what it is like before and after Howard, but nothing beats nothing beats Howard Jones. Oh yeah, kill switch engage. Like I no. will, like nothing beats. Dude, Howard Jones. I almost get into fist fights having that argument with people. Really? People <laughs> yeah, are because... like, yo, go back to Jesse Leach. It's well, it's like anyone born before 1985 is like it's fucking all about Jesse, bro. It's all about the first record. It's like shut the fuck up, dude. Like fucking, fucking Jones. <laughs> yeah. Howard I mean, Jones. like everything is like that, man. You know what it is? Um, like I. 
people get into those those arguments about Norma Jean all the time too. Like, you know, oh, the only Norma Jean record that matters was, you know, Bless the Martyr because Josh was on it. But like Norma Jean did some of their best shit like in their later records. Like I agree. Um, like What's Polar, your favorite Norma Polar, Jean song? Jean album? My favorite Norma Jean album, honestly, is probably Polar Similar. Man, I, I think it's Polar so good. Similar. So good, man. I mean, All Hail is great too, but um, I mean, like for me, and, and but like even like if you go back into their catalog, like um, Polar um, Similar is pretty good though. Polar okay, Similar is a great record. I don't mean to cut you off, but the, no, you're good. The, the best Norma Jean album, start to finish, songs written really well, heavy as fuck, is Wrongdoers. Wrongdoers is a good record too. Wrongdoers is unstoppably yep. good, and and <clears throat> it sucks to see all that shit that went down with Norma Jean because it's kind of embarrassing because you want you mm. love that band and you love everything yeah. they've done and you're like yep. you're kind of like fuck like yeah. I can't I can't even proudly like listen to this shit mm -hmm. but and uh, all hail was really good too heavy as shit like I was like wow <clears throat> yeah I mean like it's you know. I think there's there's so much to, to be said about like when you look at like the lineage of bands, but like, you know, even in emo bands, like, you know, like which which further seems forever guy are you? Are you Chris? Are you Jason? Are you um, uh, the guy from Sensefield whose name I can't remember? But like, you know, every record they put out had a different vocalist. You know, it's just like a matter of what do you like better sonically? But like the interesting thing about them is that like no matter uh, John Bunch it was the third vocalist, but no matter like what songs they were singing, like they put their own spin on those songs. So like, even though like the moon is down is all like Chris's stuff. And it's like, you know, Oh my God, I can't imagine anyone, but Chris Caraba singing those songs, you know, Jason Gleason comes out on stage and sings them and he puts his own twist on them and it just makes it good. So, you know, it's all, I, you, you never know what you're going to get. It's you know, it kills but some bands though. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it, it can. I agree with that. You know, it, like it's it's hard to replace a vocalist man because your vocalist is essentially like your identity right yeah. you know like dude i just it, went to see real friends on the pure noise tour how was that they, because they had to replace their singer yeah, recently the singer, yeah and mikey it's good to hear you talk by the way i remember you talking <laughs> hey mikey yeah. yeah yeah tom, tom this is w tom, welcome to the podcast this is um just flirting nonsense all the time stroke all right <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, I love hearing it. real. So, real friends, they were they replaced their vocalist. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when? they actually and they replaced it with the Canadian boy. They got the dude from he was in a uh, Youth Fountain. Oh, cool. They're yeah. a good band. Youth Fountain's a good band. Are they set no more? Or <clears throat> Youth Fountain is is still a band, but they don't do as much as the dual vocals stuff that they used to do. Youth Fountain's sick. Yeah. Fuck. There's a lot of good Canadian bands. Shit. How oh, was yeah. uh, how was that tour? Just by yeah. the way, like it was awesome. You know, yeah. uh, four years strong kills it as always, and state champs ripped. And yeah, I I got a little bit too late for Barons. I caught like the very end of their set because it was like a, a six p.m. doors, but mm. yeah, it was a great <laughs> tour. Early night. Yeah, super early night. <laughs> that kind of night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not That's not tonight. Like too old for this shit. Yeah. Now. You don't get, yeah, you don't want to gig too late, you know? I love nope. Four Years Strong. Fuck, I love that band. They're yeah, super, they, they bring it. I was the one who was like, Brain Pain's my album of the year. You guys are like, what's your album of the year? I'm like, uh, Brain Pain. And you were like, yeah, yeah, you and everyone else. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're so they're doing... Coleman. 
they're doing that. They're doing like a deluxe, like re-release of it too, with like some extra tracks and stuff on it. So, um, I always feel like that's like a cat, like a cash-in sort of deal. It's like you put out a record, and then like nine months later, you're like, oh, we're gonna release the deluxe edition, and everyone that bought a copy of the record, like now you gotta buy a copy of this one. Or Just imagine the album flopped. Yeah, did it? Like, did it? Plan, plan to release a. No, but imagine like oh yeah, right. You're, yeah. you're planning to release a deluxe edition, but the first one doesn't sell shit. Doesn't, yeah, right. <laughs> so then, like your del- <laughs> the deluxe edition record that you release is just like all the songs that everybody liked from your first couple of records. Yeah, <laughs> like, guys, I'm going to grab a beer. Hold on. Go for it, man. Okay, ask me a question. <laughs> so uh, let's talk shit about Kyle then, right? So, uh, so Kyle. Quick. Is what a were you Leafs fan? Me while I was yeah, big Leafs. I was gonna put my jersey on. So Kyle's there. a fan of whoever's winning. Shut up! Yeah. Oh. No way! No Kyle, way! Kyle's Kyle's one of those guys. It's like I got an East team. I got a West team. I got. <laughs> I'm a I got hockey a, fan. If no, a game starts before no. 6 p.m., I got a favorite team in a game that starts before 6 p.m. I've been a Blues fan since we were kids, since they were losing. They were losing a lot. And I've been a Leafs fan. And I look at that misery. Don't you start with me, you Avs fan. <laughs> So yeah, I was looking at the standings, man. Avs not not at the top like you would think, yeah, and I know it's only shit. game only game five. You want to go down this rabbit hole? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Everyone's a minus six, seven per game. What's going on here? Okay, first of all, it's four fucking games in. <laughs> let's all chill here a second, all right? So Kale's injured. Mm-hmm. They've had one game with their top their top line together. McKinnon's been in quarantine for eight days. I know that. It's fucking crazy. Um, That's insane. Yeah, like they're gonna be fine. I'm still Are calling. They? I'm still calling Avs uh, Avs Islanders for the final. That's what I called last year. I'm calling it again this year. We, I support we both, that. We both were in on the Islanders, but like I Avalanche man, like you know, I love. I don't, them. I don't think they're as good as people think they are, which is a, another big thing. Like I watch. When I say I'm an ass fan, like I watch 82 games a season. Barring, awesome. barring I'm playing a show. That's the only time I don't get sure. to watch a game. In it's which true, sometimes, though. sometimes it's on my phone on my app. Mm-hmm. He won't answer FaceTime some days because he's like, <laughs> I watch every game. Period's almost done. Just give me a second. He's like, <laughs> love what? that. We were supposed to, we were scheduling to talk about something, and he's like, no, 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 man. Like, just give me a sec. The three minutes left in the second. Just hold on a second. It's like you know my calendar is is grayed out. Yeah, yeah, for three hours it's, every time there's a game. I should know better. Well, should when know. He, when he asked me to do the pod, I checked um, the the Av schedule yeah. to see if they would no conflict with each other. I, I wouldn't have been here if the Avs were playing. I will confirm this. It's actually it's actually <laughs> so hilarious. I, I guess I got a question then. Like with this whole ESPN Turner rights this season, have you been able to watch as many Avs games? Because I have not been able to watch all the Islander games and. That I'm also like one of those that watches every single Islander game, but with the new ESPN Plus and TNT, I haven't been able to watch all of them. So I get Is the it, NHL really? network every year. Oh, that doesn't exist here anymore. Really? It doesn't? No, like, they it, got rid of it. Center? Yeah. No. You don't so get the here's NHL what you do. Here's what you do. Okay. <clears throat> get a VPN. Use That's my address. Mm-hmm. Get it on the Canadian. 
uh, with a Canadian VPN and then yep. just watch it in America all the time. And you won't have any local blackouts that way. I do it with the WWE Network because we can't get that in Canada. Dude, we Correct, get hockey yeah. glory up here because because I do the exact same thing with my laptop. Straight mm-hmm. up VT- VPN, but like there's no blackouts in Canada. And then I get, you know, obviously every American game. So you, wait, wait, how do you not get NHL Game Center in... Because it's conflicting with ESPN Plus with the new ESPN brutal. deal. Yeah, they yeah, have the rights brutal. to it. It's the reason why, like, it's the reason why we don't get Leaf games on Game Center because, Stinky. like, CBC technically yeah. has the right to, or whatever sports, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, that's what I, Game Center. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, yeah the, the, the the season's early, but I'm already seeing let. Uh, Leafs fans are throwing their jerseys on the ice. Did you see that tonight? Jeez, man. <laughs> After no. losing to the Sharks. Oh, yeah. yeah, throwing yeah. The, I didn't see that. But... Throwing the jersey on the ice. Game five. Sharks are hot right now. So throwing their jerseys. Up. Who let these people back in the building with their vaccine passport? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's Leafs fans, though, guys. Like, it's, uh, bads, bud. <clears throat> I have a soft spot for the Leafs. Like, I really do. Like, I really enjoy the the build of the team and the makeup of the team. But I will still cheer for them to lose. Like, you ever heard the expression, like, you can't find victory in someone else's defeat? Mm-hmm. Fuck whoever made that up. Because the <laughs> best thing in the world is watching Toronto lose and hearing, like, I'm in the crazy Toronto Maple Leaf market. Everybody oh. is a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Yeah. Everybody, first, first game Bay. of the season. Oh first God. game of the season every year. Toronto's going to win the cup this year. They look good. Like, first game every <laughs> single year, right? So... Watching all those people have their hopes and dreams crushed in the most dramatic way possible every year. In the is, first round, don't forget. It's the best. It's amazing. Yeah. Watching them, like, <laughs> the, the, the Boston loss uh, in, was that, 06, 07? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the one that I'm, yeah. you, know, you guys know. Yeah, I'm I know. 2012, 2013. Yeah. 2013, like, 2014. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. The Montreal loss last year where they're, they were, oh, yeah. They were up three games to one, right? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's the terrible. best. Talk about it. It's brutal. It's terrible. It's terrible. the best. <laughs> terrible experience. It is the best. I love it. It's just Leafs Leaf fans it's, aren't hockey fans. They're Leafs fans. Leafs fans broken. don't watch hockey. They watch the Leafs. You know what I mean? And that's the saddest part, right? Is there's, there's, there's guys who just watch the Leafs and don't understand the leagues and the way the league works. And then there's the guys who are strictly suits. And they show up to the Leaf games, and they leave by the beginning of the third. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's an extremely tough market to to yeah. to appreciate hockey. And over mm-hmm. the year, it used to be good, man. There was a there was a glory day to it, and there's not a glory. There, it's not you know, there's that glory's gone. It just seems like uh, like Niagara Falls. You know, it feels like when I go to Niagara Falls, there's stupid mazes. And annoying haunted houses, and there's the Jimmy falls, Buffett. and Jimmy Buffett's, and that's what the Leafs feel. They feel like to me when you go to a Leaf game, like there's that superficial attitude around it, um, as a very important franchise in hockey history, and and you go there, and it's expensive. Everything guts you. You get gutted for for your tickets, for your money, for your experience. And uh, I mean, I'm very as a diehard Leaf. Leafs fan my whole life and Blues fan. Sorry, guys. West and East. Don't fucking confuse that. <laughs> it's frustrating. And uh, Brent's right. And every, and we literally live and breathe that bullshit all the time. And 
and it doesn't change. And it's funny to see uh, Jersey thrown on the ice uh, game five against the Sharks. Sharks are hot. Guys, like, check the fucking standings. Like, understand yeah. what's going on here, you know? Teams, there's – I've watched – I've watched – I would say every NHL team, like, there's probably a few games that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Arizona play a game, but, like, the majority of teams I've seen play already. There's, like, three or four NHL teams who are actually playing within their system at this point. Like, the, the Capitals are dominating right now because they're actually playing like it's they're midway through the season, right? It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, every other team doesn't know what they're doing yet. So mm-hmm. it's, like, wait till, like – which at this point means <laughs> coaches are doing nothing but sending people over and back to the boards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wait until the coach has an impact on the game, which is going to be, yeah, you know, 10 games in 15 games into the season. Exactly. Uh, you're just, you're relying on talent for the first yeah. 15 games. All right. Let's uh, put a quick pin in this. Uh, I've got to jam out about a minute and a half about our awesome sponsor DraftKings. So, um, going to do a little bit of an ad read so um you know how do i just do it now just Give do it, it. no okay. pressure Draft Kings. hopefully DraftKings doesn't watch the video from your bedroom because then they're <laughs> just right. like sponsorship over we sponsor yeah. these guys <laughs> yeah cool fucking all right well unreal. unreal i'm gonna i'm i'm definitely gonna read this in like a uh i don't know we'll go we'll go with like a wrestling announcer's voice this time so hell yeah uh, all right so Live from Tommy V's bedroom, this is DraftKings. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code promo code THPN, not Como Prode. Promo code THPN, and you bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Tommy, yeah. And that, my friends, is why you don't make your bed. Well, Brent doesn't usually stand up, and he stood up for that. So. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a stand-up kind of guy, really. Dude. He stood up. That was a standing ovation. And you know what the best, the best thing insane. about that? It wasn't it, like I was – I didn't know I was going to do that until like 30 seconds before I did. I was just <laughs> yeah, like, well, you. might as well just rip into this like that. But okay. So I think that should be a new segment. I'll, I'll just, do it making tom read our ad read in just a ridiculous <laughs> voice i could try to you know what we'll do we'll we'll uh we'll you want get, to um, rick generic for the next one 
Just like Buffalo Sabres <laughs> announcer the whole Go ad. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll, He's I'll the best be- of all time. Oh, my way. God. It the is a DraftKings deal. The best of all time. Oh, he shoots. He scars. That's Rich amazing. <laughs> Number one. No, man. Love I got it. it. Number one all it. time. Number one all, all time. time. I, no doubts. Hockey he... Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> Dude, he's no. He's I, I Wikipedia him like not long ago. I can't remember the exact number, but for sake of conversation, let's say he's been doing that for 80 years. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. how long that guy's been doing it. He's been doing it since he was like a very young man. Jesus. He's a beauty. I'm just trying to take my belt off. Sorry, boys. Not Greatest good. of all time. Oh, and I love good. good content. I love that he's so invested in the Buffalo Sabres that he like calls them out. He's like, oh, Dude. what a horrible play by oh, Skinner. <laughs> like he's that's always like, um, chirping them. That's like um like Mets games, man. Like like um Gary, Gary, Ron, and Keith, like the guys in the Mets booth, man, like they will just like eviscerate like the, the Mets. <laughs> they like eviscerate their own team. Yeah. Like um, I don't know, something ha- like something happened where like I was like four or five years ago, I was watching a game and like someone took like a really bad strikeout and, um, and uh, Keith Hernandez was just like, come on. (laughs) Like, like, it's like, like literally like, like he took the strikeout. I think it was like a pitch that was like way the way the fuck out of the zone. And like, as they're about to like kick to commercial, he's just like, he's just like, come on and then he's like he's like you're 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 in the big leagues buddy like i'm like oh my god fucking keith hernandez man you gotta think like these guys are like they have to be insane insanely big fans right there's no way you don't work for an organization Mm -hmm. with that kind of job and not be a fan of that organization. and you gotta be impartial right yeah but they're not impartial (laughs) so you know what's the funny thing about that is we had from boston yeah, we had continue. we had Brendan Burke on uh, from the Islanders, and like that's like a question I asked him. I was like, you know, I'm like, how do you keep it impartial? I'm like, you know, like, and then he kind of told us he's like, he's not a huge Islanders fan. He's not even like a huge hockey fan. Like yeah, he's, he's just he's like a, he's, he's a sports guy. He's just like so good at <laughs> at like Big calling at calling games. But like I like literally I asked him. I remember I was like, dude, like if you like see a breakaway and like you know, the Islanders miss, like, how do you not like sit there and just be like, Oh, like, fuck. He's just like, he's like, I'm a professional man. He was like, I just, you know, I call what I see. And he was like, and I, I try to keep the emotion out of it. And I'm just like, yeah, but like every call you make is like the most emotional call I've ever heard in my life. And he's just like, no, you know, I just, that's how I do it. So I guess there are like some people, some guys that call games that are probably huge fans. And then other guys that really just look at it as like a job, you know, like oh, this is just 50 years of losing. will do that to you. For sure. Sure. will, man. <laughs> but you know, the, the Sabres are, uh, you know, kicking ass right now. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm sure they'll end up losing the next 45 games. Though, so. I was talking about the Islanders. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. They're, they're, they're going to keep losing. Trust We've me. only been a team for 50 years. You know, I'd like love to see the, the Sabres do year. something. Oh man. Wouldn't I'd love that be great, the man. Islanders win a cup, and I'd love yeah. to see the Sabres just make the playoffs. Well, when did the nice. when did the Islanders go back to back to back? In in the like in the late 80s. 70, late seventies, right? early eighties. Yeah, so fifty years. Eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two, eighty-three, right? I think, I think so. Yeah. 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 So fifty yeah. years. Yeah. Try and uh, yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> holy shit! Um, 
Mike Bossy just got a, a really shitty cancer diagnosis, man. No. Yeah, bummer. Big time bummer. No. Um, I, know, I know. Yeah, but you know, you, you never know. I mean, he's he, I think he's only in his 60s, so you know, aggressive enough treatment depending on you know how bad it is, you could you could always come back from it, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a harrowing thing, you know, when you think of these guys that uh, you know, were like the actual makeup and like the DNA of like why we're all Islander fans. And, you know, like this guy's now like hurting. It just kind of bums you out a little bit. You sort of think no they're doubt. immortal, right? Yeah. You do. Well, man. that's like, that's like Doug Gilmore. That's like Doug Gilmore getting, getting some yeah. sort of stage of cancer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh yep. my God. Yeah. Or, or Wendell Clark or Matt Sendine. And you're thinking mm-hmm. to yourself like bossy is the Islanders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He is. Nope. So, and yeah, you just think your 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 sports legends, you know, your the guys you grew up loving will never die. And but I mean, you know, it's it's kind of I, I think about it with with wrestling a lot because for me, like all the guys that I idolized growing up, watching, you know, when I was like seven or eight, like those are the guys that are like, who knows, maybe in the next ten years they're gonna be the next like class of guys that start start dying. I mean, like you know, and like when yeah. I think about it, I think you're like. Well, and I mean, like, you know, some of the guys from like the late 80s and early 90s are starting. But like for me, I'm thinking like, you know, Brett and Sean and, you know, S- Scott Hall and, and Nash and like all those guys. Like that was when I was Shit. like eight or nine. Scott, yeah. Hall, Scott Hall almost died already. I know. I know. And, uh, and yeah, yeah it's just what went on with that. That was crazy. Just because so poorly and like out of yeah. shape and just yeah. let himself yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's a bummer, and poor and poor Scott. I mean, he's you know he's dealing with demons and all that stuff. But that kind of ha- stuff happens in the sports world all the time. Unfortunately, you know when you uh, are out there, you know playing and trying to play at the highest level possible. I mean, like you you know you got to get through injury somehow. You know, in wrestling, maybe you were popping pain pills, but like you know, it happens in hockey too. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we had that discussion a, a couple of episodes ago about how you know Robin Leonard was kind of talking about the kind of improprieties of keeping guys on the ice when they shouldn't be, because, you know, if you're on the ice, you're making money. And if you're making money, your owners are making money, but like at the expense of what, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a rough deal, man. Yeah. I mean, they just seem immortal. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle, you're, you're going to see you're a huge advocate for mental health, right? hundred percent. And yeah. like everything, everything that, Ro- that Robin Leonard started speaking about, like it's unprecedented. Like, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never heard that level of, of speak out and uh, some, yeah. a player who can back it up with his skill. And, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool to, it, to be honest with you. Like I would look at Robin Leonard as one of the strongest hockey players that I've ever witnessed because he can play the game at such a mm-hmm. high level mm-hmm. and he can also, he has the guts to speak out. He doesn't have to, you don't have to, you know, cower away and just focus on hockey. And Absolutely. I feel like, that's the toughest part about growing up a, a professional is like, yeah. you know, your, your parents, uh, n- most parents, like they make an investment in their kids and they're like, hush, hush, you skate, you play the game. Don't, you know, if you're upset, talk to me, don't talk to anyone else. Like, yeah. well, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's swept under the carpet and it's really cool to see what's going on with that. And, uh, and yeah. I, I, I love that Robin Leonard is, is, you know, ch- challenging the quo and, mm-hmm. It's upsetting. It's, like it's it's, it's doing really that. good things for the for it the is. league though. Yeah. Like really look at Druin. Druin Druin sat out how many games last year? Most of them, right? A mm-hmm. bunch. Yeah. With, a bunch. with, with mental was... health issues. And he's back and he's he's on fire right now. 
And I love that. Like, I, I just love that there's, there's support behind it. And, and uh, man, it's much bigger than, than, you know, there, the, I've, 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 I've heard some jokes around the, you know, Robin Leonard, Jonathan Duran. Like I've heard some jokes being made about, you know, people who don't acknowledge it. And then it's, uh, you know, it fired me up a bit and uh, you got, you got to acknowledge that stuff. Cause uh, you know, we live in an interesting modern world where a lot of things can, can really take a toll on your brain and that affects your health and affects your physical health. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate Robin Leonard and everything he's doing right now. So love it. Love it. Big yeah, it's Robin good for the Leonard league. Fan. Really good. Yeah, really good. Love it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully like the organizations start to change because so many of the organ, like the fans embraced it and that they, they are all about it, but there, there's still a lot of organizations that wrote Robin Leonard off. Like they mm-hmm. completely wrote him off because he was a recovering addict. Like that's one hundred percent what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's shitty shit. Like you yeah. know, you got someone that's actually trying to do better, and you're gonna kick him when he's down and be like, "Nope, you're you, we're not gonna yeah. give you a long contract. We're not gonna let you. You know, we'll give you a two way deal." Like mm-hmm. that that kind of shit is 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 still happening, and like I I still think that. The, the suits in the league still have that mentality. Like, I, I think the fans are, I, I think that's what has to happen. I, I think that fans have to be like, you know, th- this needs to change because well, yeah, not, they're not going to change. And you got to hit them where it hurts, right? Because yeah. if the fans in the league, you know, just decide, hey, listen, you know, until this stuff stop, starts changing, you know, like we're not going to buy tickets or we're not going to tune in and all that kind of stuff. And once the owners start to see it, hit their bottom line, that's when it's going to be like, okay. And and it sucks to say that like, you know, the, the, these owners, they should have, you know, standards and morality and, and a conscience. But in reality, if they don't start taking their money away and then they'll be like, okay, now I'm listening, you know, but that's, and, 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 you know, I don't want to pigeonhole hockey. Hockey has a lot of issues that it has to work with, but that's any major sports organization, you know, they're, they're it's predicated on making money. So once you start taking money away from them, then they're like, okay, well, you know, we're tanking. And now I, I don't have $7 billion. I only have six. Whoop the fucking do. But like, how, how do we bridge that gap? So yeah. hopefully. I think, I think it's yeah. well on its way now though. I, yeah, I would agree. I think, I think that there's, there's strides that are being made. I think it's especially with um, former players being GMs of teams now. Mm-hmm. they're starting to recognize us. Cause those are all guys who went through it. Like all the GMs that are in the, at the NHL now, like, yeah. you know, Joe Sackick, Stevie Y, right. Like yep. those guys, they're of, of that age where they played with those guys who yeah. clearly had abuse issues or mm-hmm. mental issues. Yeah. There's and those were never addressed. Concussions causing suicides and they're, yeah. they, they've acknowledged that stuff. And, and I love that. I love the fact that like, there are former players, superstars running teams now because yep. they're on the ground. They're on the like the ground floor, front lines of, yeah. of mental health and hockey. And yep. like they probably took place and you know, let's go to the fucking casino after the game and smoke darts and drink and do some coke and bet on the plane or whatever. It happened. Yep. It happened mm-hmm. in the eighties, nineties, two thousands. But <laughs> but the, the guys who you know emerged victorious from that that are managing teams now, hundred percent understand the recognition of of all players and and the substances and the and the partying mm-hmm. and the whatever needs to be taken into account it's cool it's really cool man it's cool the, to see the nhl i find with everything they do 
and sometimes it bites them in the ass, but they move quickly. Like they've always been a, like when they implement a new rule, like that rule is driven home. Like if you guys notice cross checks this year, mm-hmm. like they're yeah. calling every single cross, every cross that's check. That's how the yeah. NHL works. Right. Yeah. So I think with the combination of uh, all these GMs plus the NHL PA actually like taking in players who are having um, uh, mental illness issues and superstars like Robin Leonard, Jonathan Drew, and Carey Price, like those guys checking in for that kind of thing. Like, I feel like the NHL is going to move pretty quick on it. Love and, it. but again, it comes down to what, what the fuck is the 95 year old owner going to do? <coughs> exactly. Yeah. But they're getting rid of the stigma. And I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And what else is really important is landlines coming out. Oh yeah. October 29th. <coughs> and that's why you boys are here. We're so, here. Let, let's let's just quickly uh, plug away because we've been chatting for about an hour and, you know, we got a few more days when this comes out for people to pre-save it. So this is your your time to shine, boys. Let let us know everything we need to know about landlines and, and how to get it to our ears. All right. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's at thecreaserule.com. Everything's there. It's everywhere. It'll be everywhere. Everyone knows where they can get music now. It's pre-savable for sure. Mm -hmm. We have a YouTube and there will be a music video coming out next Friday. Awesome. That's Yeah, that is good. And there will be a single that we're pushing for all streaming sites. And we're very excited about that. So you're going to have, you're going to have two songs kind of bumping around the internet, which is great. And then uh, all five in total, uh, for the most part, are going to be, you know, represented across everything, which Excellent. I'm very excited about. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Awesome, Apple man. Music, YouTube, Spotify. Spotify, all that fun music. stuff, man. Hell yeah. All, that, all those things. Yeah. Napster. You guys, you guys still on Napster? Kazaa. <laughs> yeah, man. It's Lime even on Wire. iTunes, bro. iTunes, man. <laughs> iTunes. And uh, yeah, RIP to, to iTunes for sure. But Guys, thank you so much for, for hanging with us. Uh, I, you know, we really appreciate it. We, we, we love you guys. We're uh, really crossing our fingers uh, and hoping that uh, we can we can work this out this summer because uh, we would absolutely love to have you guys, uh, you know, play this little this little doodad that we got doodadding around, you know. So yeah. uh, I, I don't that know if like, great. yeah, dude, we're all about doodads, all about doodadding around. And you know if uh, if we can get a little bit of THPS two in Florida, maybe just sink sink the goddamn state into the ground. It'd be great. I'd be, I'd be way and into you, that. Our number I, one I would like that very is, much. Yes, yes. I live I live here, and so would I. Yeah, I live here, and so would I. But yeah, tell you live there. I can tell that you live in Florida. <laughs> Look at the tan on them. Is yeah, that a towel? Is that a towel on your door? Is that a shirt? What's behind you on the door? Oh. Is that towel. Your towel? Towel. Yeah, towel. Total towel. Total total towel time, man. I got a towel. Uh, one last thing I guess I'll point out just because I know it's creeping Tom's around here room. somewhere. Where? Oh, yeah. Um, nope. Got to point this way. Uh, <laughs> Lava lamp? Air filter. Air filter. Very oh, important okay. to have one of those. You know, it, It's not doing much for my cough, but let me get rid of that thing. Yeah, I maybe got... it, <laughs> man, that's what's making me. When we recorded the second EP... I, I introduced Kyle into humidity yeah, uh, and like how a, a humid X thing works and everything. Yeah. And 
Now we're both after just like super dads about it. After all our guitars, yeah. yeah. After all our guitars went out of uh, out of tune yeah. from the oh, humidity. Yeah. We had to but re-record big everything. humidity guys, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's and, <laughs> and I think that that's humidity. that's the best way we should just end this episode. So we've got the crease rule, big time humidity guys. <laughs> October 29th, landlines. We're gonna fucking rip it, guys. Thank you so much. Let's go. Love you both, and uh, play us away with. Uh, I think you're gonna. We're gonna play us away with some some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Do aren't we? I was just gonna let us all just stare at your room a little bit longer. All right, but that's nope. fine. We're going. Get Let's out of the go. way. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. All right, play Tony Hawk. Here we go. Peace. See I love ya. That. I keep- Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the PlayStation 1. You want to get into it, bud? You're right. When the X left me with a pile of shit in a box near the sliding door, couldn't help but see the mistake she made staring up at me from the floor.